This community means about as much to me as a festering ball of dog snot. Oh. Hi. Nothing. I'm not doing anything. Uh, welcome to the Awkward i5 podcast. My name is Devin. And, um, give me a second. I just gotta kill the skeleton real quick. And then I gotta tame this horse, which is gonna bring me to this village where I gotta cook some miscellaneous meat with some lizards. To get this potion. And my sword just broke. Um, but you know, I'm not. Oh, oh, hang on. Alright, how long are you guys gonna listen to that? Welcome to the Awkward i5 podcast. My name is Devin. And, um, I guess what, guess what it is, guess what's going on. It's another solo show, so feel free to turn it off because I get all the mail about the people who don't like them and I don't know why I'm singing like that. It's uh, Wednesday night and I'm all by my lonesome RTG, still missing, still on the lamb or whatever the hell's going on in his life. Um, I got a little RTG up, actually it's not a real update, but, uh, I got a little communique from his brother, his youngest brother today, who was also looking for him and is concerned about him. So there's that. I don't know if that makes me feel any better. Um, the fact that he's ghosting his family as well as his best friend and co-host and business partner. But uh, it's what's going on. There's nothing I could do about it. And I apologize. One day he'll be back here. One day he'll be sitting in the Awkward High Five Studios with me and the lava lamp and the posters and the beads on the doors. And uh, we'll be talking crazy shit again. But until then, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I apologize. So you're stuck with just me for a little bit. Uh, another Wednesday solo show that, you know, well, we're going to do the other shows on the weekend. If you're a Patreon subscriber, you're going to get your uh, exclusive episode this Sunday. So look out for that. And uh, thank you again for everyone who does that. Um, so, yeah, there we are. What's going on? I don't know. Just here to talk a little bit. Just to shoot the shit, as they say. And then get the fuck out of A High Five Studios so I can go watch myself. Some Major League Baseball, babies. It's back. Spring is here. Spring has sprung. There is uh, sun is in the sky. There's a warmth in the air. There's birds chirping. There's crickets cricketing. Are also chirping. Wait, do birds and crickets both chirp? That just blew my mind. There's a bunch of different miscellaneous animals outside chirping. There's, I don't know, just fucking an overall great feeling. I don't know what it is about baseball, but as soon as baseball starts, it seems like the world is a better place. And I know a lot of you out there are thinking, 
uh, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Baseball is the most boring thing in the world. How can anybody watch that? Because I hear it all the time. I hear it all the time from you people, but it's not. It's it's the greatest sport in the world, and I love it very much. And I root for a team that has done historically very, very, very badly most of the time. So I don't get a lot of pleasure. And one of the big pleasures for me is opening day and, and just sets everything right. Okay, how about that for an opening ramble? How about that? Something tells me there's going to be a lot of stops and starts in this episode, and I apologize. Well, actually, you guys won't even know because I'm such a good editor, I'm going to edit them together. But yeah, baseball's back. I'm happy. I'm looking forward to watching 162 games of a team who could actually do something this year. And that's it. You guys don't need to know anymore. I know you don't even want to know anymore. But I will tell you what. On the subject of baseball, there's... I do... I do kind of, hmm, I don't want to say I judge because I don't. I think everybody should should enjoy what they enjoy. When I was younger, when I was a young chap, a little jaded, a little angry towards the world, uh, a hardcore punk rocker, um, you know, I used to be one of those people who are like, sports are so fucking stupid. Well, I wouldn't say sports because I was always kind of a baseball fan. But, uh, you know, football specifically, I would definitely go after football a lot because I just never understood it. I still don't understand it. I'm not a big fan. Uh, I, I, I'll watch the Super Bowl to go to the parties and everything. But I guess what I'm trying to say is when I was younger, I would, uh, I would, I would put it down. I would put down the sport. Like, how could anybody enjoy that sport? It's, it's stupid. It's, it's, it's mindless. There's Neanderthals just banging into each other for no reason. And now as I get older, I, I regret that sentiment that, that I put out into the world because when I hear people talk ill about baseball, it 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 automatically turns me off to them as a person like when when someone when when i when i say oh man i'm so excited i got third baseline tickets to the mets game tonight and they go fucking baseball's boring how do you watch that shit it it, it automatically severs ties between me and that person it, it doesn't mean that uh, that i i dislike anybody who doesn't like baseball it's everybody can dislike baseball or any sport or no sports or all sports doesn't matter but when you go out of your way to see somebody excited about something and then you have to throw in your your little two cents that uh to just to kind of make the situation a little bit more negative uh, that always turns me off a little bit and i get that a lot as a baseball fan uh, or as a Mets fan, I also get that a lot. I'll, you know, I'll, what team do you root for? The Mets. Sorry to hear that. You know, that kind of thing. And it's always like, Haha, well, shut the fuck up. If you see that somebody's happy about something, why would you? Why would you do it? And and so this is what I'm saying. I regret every time that I was a young, stupid teenager, like football, so fucking stupid. I don't, I, I don't get it. But I, you know what? If that's what you love to do, if you love to sit down on Sundays and get yourself a big old pile of buffalo wings and watch 17 or however many football games are on in a row on Sunday and do nothing else and do that for 16 weeks a year and that's your whole thing and that's what gets you off, then more power to you people. And to anybody out there who's football fans that I may have disparaged football to at some point in my life, I'm going to throw out a big blanket apology and just know that your football watching habits are all right with me. Not that that my, my approval means anything to anybody, but I feel better psychically, not psychically. Yeah, I guess I feel better psychically saying that. I feel more cleansed. My chakras are in line. I meditated right before this episode. I'm starting to believe more and more on a daily basis that meditation is by far the most important thing that you could do as a human being. I believe that you need to eat right. 
I need I know that you need to take your vitamins, brother. Wait, sorry. Eating correctly, getting some exercise, meditating, being in the right mind space, especially in these turbulent times, politically, economically, and otherwise that we're living in. It's more mindfulness is is going to be a more of an more important of a factor than ever. And I know that I talk about it ad nauseum, but if I could just just motivate the smallest amount of people out there who listen to this show that maybe have not delved into meditation to start meditating, I'm telling you it's going to change your life. It's going to change your outlook on life. It's the most important thing that I've ever done in my life ever. And that's I know that's not saying much because I probably haven't done much important things. It's probably what you're thinking at home and you would be correct, but that's also kind of mean and you're hurting my feelings a little bit. But yes, meditation by far. My biggest regret in my life is is not learning and starting meditation at an earlier age. I had to live three decades before I got into meditation, and I regret it. So if I could just put that out there for anybody, and if anybody has any questions about it or you want to know how to get into it, which which some of you have already messaged me and asked, and, and that's tremendous, but I would definitely help you. Um, I'm, not, I'm not the world's biggest... Uh, I don't have all the knowledge in it, but I know what works for me, and I know how to get into it. And, and that's all. I, I don't want to ram it down your throats, but, but I'm passionate about this. You got to understand. I'm passionate about the meditation, the way it makes you feel. There's, there's something very empowering about being able to control your own emotions, which is something that I have not been able to with. The second that I felt any anger, the second that I felt any anxiety, the second that I felt any, anything of that nature, I would immediately just dive into those feelings and be that feeling all-consuming. There, there's no in-between. I couldn't discern the fact that these are, just, these are just things that the synapses in my brain are creating, that they're not real. It's not real. Most shit isn't real is what I'm trying to tell you. And I know that sounds weird, but it's true. You, you have a decision that you can make when it comes down to Re- reacting to things, whether negatively or positively or in between. You have a decision. And the more that you meditate and you sit with yourself and, 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 and are able to sit with your thoughts and see them as passing uh, passengers that just come and go and, and, and don't really mean much and don't control you, and the more that you understand that and you can apply that to real time, the more your life is going to flourish. I promise you. I don't know, you might not want to trust me, and that's understandable, but if you feel any sort of trust towards me, take my word on this and start meditating. And and I've turned it on to, I've turned a few people on to it, and every single one of them has come back to me and said, I'm glad that I started doing this. It's changed my viewpoint. And and I just I just sit here in this world, I it, you know, just moving around, existing, coexisting in this world. And I see so much that would just be solved by people being more cognizant and more mindful on the, and more in the present on a daily basis. Like, here's an instance that's really gotten to me lately. I travel into the city a lot. I do it at least five t- days a week. I take New Jersey Transit, which, uh, which is a nightmare, by the way. There's been two derailings in the past fucking two weeks all the trains are messed up. You never know when your train's coming. Shit's canceled and delayed. People are freaking out. I mean, that's besides the point. That even, even me and my stoicism got annoyed by that. I, I believe that if New Jersey Transit was a person, 
that person would wear New Jersey Transit as a person would wear tap out shirts and listen to Sublime. That's how much I hate New Jersey Transit, but I rely on it to get into the city for me to make money. And the point I'm making here is this is what I see on a daily basis. And, and it, it, it used to, I used to be a part of it. I used to, to be the person that did this, but now I see it from afar and it bothers me. This is what I'm talking about. There's a large group of people sitting around Penn Station, New York, waiting for the, the track to be called for their train, right? If, you, if you're in the area, you've seen this before. If you're not, you've been to train stations before. It might not be on, on, a, on a such a big grand scale as like the center of one of the biggest uh, cities in the world. But you know what I'm talking about? If you've been to 30th Street in Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia, or anywhere, Boston, any of the main, whatever, whenever you, whatever place you're getting trains, or if you're waiting for a bus, or whatever it may be, public transportation, you got a bunch of people, they're sitting around waiting for their train to come in. And as soon as that track flickers, bah, track three, everybody rushes trampling over each other, bum rushing for the door, trying to get a leg up ahead of the person in front of them. And why? Why, you ask? It boils down to one thing. One thing only is that these people want to be able to secure a seat that allows them not to have to sit next to another person. It's all it is. They want to get down there. They want to get a seat. They want to throw their book bag or their briefcase or, or their fucking Macy's bag or, or, their, or their two dozen Krispy Kreme donuts that they just picked up on the seat next to them to make the full seat look unoccupied so that nobody, nobody else could come sit next to them and un- maybe just maybe rub elbows with them or something. And you know what? I used to be that way. I used to have anxiety over it. I used to sit there and wait and then get into the fray and 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 rush down to the to it and and hopefully get a seat and that way no one could sit next to me and I was proud of uh, proud that I did it and comfortable and and uh and and now I see it from a complete different point of view. I see all of these people who are willing to 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 go so far to not have to share an experience with another human being that they don't know. That's the way I see it now and it bugs me. It bugs me. That's all. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what, how else to explain it. And maybe I'm overreacting to the situation, but every day I witness it and every day it bugs me more and more. There's just a bunch of people that just don't want anything to do with other people. And I get that people suck sometimes. And yes, you run the risk of leaving a seat open and unfortunately maybe somebody who smells or somebody who's sweaty or somebody who's really overweight and makes the small seat uncomfortable or all these things can happen. But at the same time, these are your fellow people that you should, you know, who, who knows? Maybe you're going to, maybe you're going to meet your soulmate on that train. Maybe if you just pick up your two dozen Krispy Kreme donuts and put them on your lap or in the railing above you, and then maybe just maybe the the person you've been waiting for your whole life is going to sit down right next to you and you're going to have a conversation and then, and then love will arise. By the time you get off in fucking, in South Amboy, you guys will already have been passionately in love. And, or I don't know. Who knows? Do people in South Amboy fall in love? I don't know. What I'm saying here is maybe not, maybe not, maybe it's baby steps. Maybe what we need to do is just acknowledge the people next to us first. 
or maybe all you need to do is maybe just gingerly walk down to your train because there's enough time and just just hope that there's a seat for you to sit in and that somebody nice is going to be in it. I don't know. I'm rambling here. What I'm trying to say is that I'm seeing the collective I'm seeing the collective ego, the collective selfishness, the collective negativity that encompasses all of us, myself included, everybody. That it, that I just feel getting bigger and bigger, and and maybe it's what's going on politically, maybe it's what's going on in the media, maybe it's all all the 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 things that we're bombarded with on a daily basis through the news and all that. It, maybe that's compounding it, and I'm seeing it as a bigger entity than it really is. But I'm really starting to see the microchasms through people on a daily basis. And I used to always, even in my negative days which were about 33 years of them, I still always deep down saw the, tried to see the good in people. I'm, I'm a very trustworthy person. I'm, uh, I, 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 I'm always going to give somebody a chance first before I'm, I write them off and, uh, and so on and so forth. I've always been like that, but it's getting harder and harder to look around and see the good in people when all, it just seems like all anybody wants to do is just get in front of the person in front of them and and get a leg up and and not care you know like i'm not i'm all right i promise i know you guys right now are sitting at home going fuck is this gonna get political is he going into political shit and i'm not going to but i just want to bring one thing up that's really been bothering me about this goddamn healthcare thing and okay so a little tiny political i apologize but this fucking healthcare thing there's a ton of people in this country who would rather see millions of people suffer from disease and not get proper treatment just so that they could keep a few more dollars in their own bank accounts. That's all I'm saying. Just think about that. This this imaginary construct that I know I'm getting hippie. I know I'm getting hippie. It's a solo show. I'm sitting here. It's it's nice out. Baseball started. Allow me to be a little hippie. But it, there's there's people out there that just to save a little bit more of something that technically doesn't fucking exist money just to save a little bit more of this money which by the way when your time comes isn't fucking coming with you they 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 are okay they're they're they have a clear conscience they will sleep well at night knowing that you know tens and tens and dozens of millions of people will be suffering because of it. That's all I'm saying. Just think about that. I'm not even going to make a fucking other judgment. Just think about that. Maybe you're the type of person that thinks baseball is boring, and maybe you're the type of person who wants other people to suffer so you could have a couple bucks in your bank account. I'm not judging, but just maybe just sit back and think about the ramifications of these things because the amount the amount of the people are willing to step on other people's necks just to make a dime, just the tiniest little bit that nobody cares. It doesn't mean anything. It's just money, right? It's just money. Why do we care so much about money? I don't know. I know. I know. I'm sorry. That's it. I'm not going to rant anymore about that. But can I tell, talk to you about something? Can I talk to you about my drinking here? Can I talk to you about my alcoholism. I wish I had somebody here to talk to. I wish Richie would show up. You know, I tried to, I tried to, 
uh, invite two of my friends that I play cards with on the weekend, Mick Fun and Shuffalo Bill, um, but they couldn't come over. And then I, I tried, there's really no way to get in touch with them. I kind of have to send smoke signals, but I tried to get uh, Kimo Sabra, the hummus dis- distributing Indian over, because he's one of my best friends, but he said no. So I'm just sitting here by myself, flat left, ghosted, doing this solo show, about to talk to you guys about my alcoholism, which I need to get under control. And I'm being completely honest, completely honest. And this is why, let me tell you a story that happened to me this weekend. (laughs) One of my best friends, somebody I care about greatly in this world, is marrying a beautiful, smart, funny, intelligent woman who I also care a lot about. They're two of my favorite people in the world, and they're getting married. Somebody's getting married. Piggy purgy. They're getting married, and it's great. Uh, and, and we've known about it for a while and, and, and everybody's looking forward to it. Their weddings in June. Um, this guy is one of my closest friends. I, he was my roommate for a long time. Um, well, not a long time for about a year, but we lived with each other. Uh, what I'm trying to say here is that we're close. Now the wedding is rapidly, uh, coming up. It's, 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 it's in June. It's in June. So we're looking at what, two months, two and a half months, maybe it's coming. And recently, I've been thinking about it, and I've been a little down because I realized that I wasn't asked to be in the wedding party. Um, not that I, you know, I'm fishing for something like that, but I just figured I just knew that he was going to have a decent sized wedding party, and I and I just thought that maybe I was I was in that level of friendship with him where he would ask me to be in it. And uh, secretly, I, I didn't express this to anybody else, but secretly, recently. I've I've just been thinking about it and I've been like, nah, man, that's a bummer. Like I thought I really, you know, I, I it's it's not that I care about being in someone's wedding party because it's kind of a pain in the ass to be honest if you've been in them. But but on on a friendship level, when I was going to get married, <laughs> when that was going to happen, he was in my wedding party. Um, and, uh, and I just thought that the favor would be returned in kind. Also, I, you know, we're, we're friends and, uh, and close at that. And I just thought that I was going to be in it. That's all. And, and I was starting to get a little bummed. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. If you were to talk to me outside of this podcast, I would have acted like I didn't care, but I was thinking about it and, and, and a little bummed out about the fact that I had been I wasn't included in the wedding party. I know he already had a best man. I know that that best man was planning a bachelor party. I know that other friends of mine were in the in the in the uh, in the wedding party, and they were talking about the bachelor party. And I just felt like I was on the outside looking in, and I wasn't feeling too great about it. Is what I'm trying to tell you. The these lovely couple comes uh, to to my area over the weekend. They live in Washington D.C. They came uh, down or up or down or up. They came up to hang out, um, and uh, we're hanging out. And the, the, the uh, his lovely fiance is talking about the the attire that the wedding party is going to to wear. And she's looking at me and another friend, and she's saying, "Okay, so you guys are going to have these bow ties and this and that." And I started feeling very uncomfortable, and uh, I and I, <laughs> I didn't know how to ask the question. But she was speaking to me like I was actually in the wedding. And so I looked at both of them quizzically and said, am I in the wedding party? And both of them said, yeah, of course. And then my friend, 
the groom said, you don't remember me asking you? And I said, no. And the reason I don't is because the night that he asked me, I was fucking hammered drunk and I don't remember shit. And there steps in my alcoholism. And it bothered me. It did. I was so drunk that I didn't remember one of my closest friends asking me to be in his wedding party. And apparently me and our other friend that we're hanging out with, they asked us both at the same time. Other guy remembered it, was totally in on it, has been trying to plan the bachelor party. I, I haven't done anything because I didn't think I was in on it. And uh, it was embarrassing for me. <laughs> um, I, I, it wasn't one of my greatest moments. I'm, I'm now relieved that I was asked to be in the wedding party uh, and, and, um, and, and all of that. But, but if we had not hung out that night, I, would, I, wouldn't even, I just would have gone on thinking that I wasn't in it. And, and, and it was all through my raging fucking alcoholism that I can't get under control. Now, I know, I know I'm on a podcast where we're currently missing a co-host because he's in the throes of a heroin addiction. So I, and, and I know that last solo show, I was trying to um, make a, a thinly veiled connection between addiction and, and my love for a stupid cartoon video game. I get that I talk about this a lot, but it's something that's weighing, it's weighing on me at this point. 37 years old, single dude, uh, starting a new career, all that stuff, and and can't get the drinking under control. Here's what I could do. I could not drink for, for a, a, a long time. Um, like, uh, well, recently, these past couple of weeks, I have been drinking during the week. But normally, Monday through Friday, it doesn't matter. I don't need to have a drink. Every once in a while, I'll have a little red wine while I do this show. But I'm, even tonight, I'm not using that as a crutch. This is a total sober solo show. There's that cadence that I talk in. But uh, what I'm getting at is uh, during the week, it, it, it does, I don't have to drink. But when, once I start drinking, once one solid drop of alcohol hits my tongue, it just goes. It's like a rocket ship taking off. It's like the fucking just warp speed into uh, drunken forgetfulness and then ultimately uh, regret and shame. And it happens all the time, and it's cyclical. It just it happens, and every time I go to drink, every time I I start thinking to myself, well, "All right, well, I'm just going to have a few," and it's not going to be one of those nights. And then it ends up being one of those nights where I forget that one of my closest friends asked me to be in this wedding party. That's all. That's all. I I don't know. I I, I know that uh, a lot of people out there struggle with that, and I'm not I'm not sitting here acting like I'm even even fucking rehab ready or anything like that but it's just as you get older you start to think about these things and and uh i don't know i don't know what do you guys think Yeah!
Is that song over? Wait, hang on. I just... I'm so close to this one piece of the Triforce. And this boomerang. Alright, let's pause that. Anyway. Those Canadians, they sure can write a song, can't they? I love that band. And that song speaks to me specifically because of the line, three beers and I'm so fucked up, I get drunk and I can't shut up. It's like they wrote that directly for me. And I hear it and it reverberates into my soul and then back out and then I suck it back in and then back out and it just goes that way every time I listen to it. But I do love that song. That's a band called Pup. I've talked about them before. They're, uh, they're Canadians and they're fantastic and their new album is amazing. And I don't know when this show turned into uh, me spinning, spinning the hits, but I like to throw a song into, uh, into the solo shows. I don't know. If you don't like it, I apologize. You might not like my musical taste, but these are the songs that I listen to on a daily basis that move me in some way. And, uh, and that song has a line that could be the, the title of my autobiography, Three Beers and I'm So Fucked Up, I Get Drunk and I Can't Shut Up. Because that is something that has gone on for my whole life. For being such a shy, shy child to a shy adult, there's just something about a drop of alcohol that just makes that just stop talking. I can't stop talking. I never will. Can't do it. I don't know. And now I know you guys listen to my podcast, so you think that I just talk all the time. But I'm telling you, if you were to hang out with me in person and we weren't enjoying some adult beverages, I'd be a pretty quiet person. I, I, I wouldn't be, uh, I don't know. It's something, uh, who knows? I don't even know what I'm talking about. Now, I used to think the title of my autobiography would be Farting While I Walk, um, but that's because I used to walk around the city a lot after eating apples. Did, what? That's such a stupid joke. <laughs> it's not, uh... All right. All right. Nobody wants to hear me ramble anymore. I understand. Listen to that sweet Italian voice just serenading us. Like a distant soul that I once knew. It's just out there floating. Floating in the atmosphere somewhere. Unable to be reeled in. And brought back into A-High Five Studios. We're going to do some shows for you this weekend. It'll be longer to make up for the, uh, the time that we've missed on this show and if you're a patreon subscriber you're going to get your extra your exclusive extra episode on sunday that's coming we got some cool stuff planned stick with us otherwise if you happen to see rtg walking down the street 
Begging for food, picking through a dumpster, I don't know. I'm projecting on where he might be at this point. Tell him to come on back, because I miss him. Otherwise, leave a review on iTunes. We'll see you in a few short days. Surrounded by seeds, I'm lost in the trees. My thirst and hunger seem to increase. The music we made is one to be loved. Every time I... Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.